Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There is a doctor who is 102 years old and still practicing medicine. Of course, she, she gets what? you to chomp down on the stick anytime. Yeah. <laughs> put, some mercury, put some mercury on top that's of that. That's, that's what you need. Where's my bucket of leeches? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> that's the cure for COVID. Suck, leeches will suck it out of you. That's right. Anyhow, she's written a book, uh, The Well-Lived Life. She just published it. And what she does is she gives uh, advice for every decade of your life. And she has lived a life. She's beaten cancer, gone through a divorce, has seen a lot of friends and family pass away. But she still greets each day with optimism. And that would always be my biggest concern, living to be that old. Not that there's much of a chance in hell I'm living to be 102. Right. But to, to see, you know, especially your own children. Because if you live to 102, chances are if you had kids kind of early, even if you had them in your 30s, they're in their 70s, there's a yeah. chance they can kick it. Yeah, well, and at that point, most people, if they live that long, haven't worked in 30 years. Right. So, you know, the, the idea is, what are you getting up for? Right. Yeah, and this is probably one of the reasons why uh, our government for so long has been so hot on people doing RRSPs, because they just know. I mean, they're not going to be able to... The seniors are far outweighing young people. Oh, yeah. And uh, they can't keep, you know, footing the bill on this. Right. Anyhow, they don't foot the bill. We foot the bill, but they, they need more money, certainly. Anyhow, she says, in your 20s, Use them to grow up a little, but also to find what you're passionate about. Your 20s are a time when you start to get serious. You have to put your energy into where you want to go. It's about finding your juice. Okay. What I like about this lady is that 102, she uses uses the term juice. Right. Well, she's talking about prune juice, but that's okay. <laughs> don't use her juice. <laughs> Stay away from her juice. Uh, in your 30s, don't get too stuck in your ways. People tend to settle into their habits by their 30s. You might feel like you still don't have things figured out yet. Either way, don't feel like you don't or can't make a change. Okay. There's still so much to do and so much to reach for. Life doesn't truly begin until your 40s, look. Okay. Well, I mean, yes, if if you've still got 60 years after that, yeah. then yes. Uh, your 40s and 50s. If you can figure out how to take control of your life in your 40s or your 50s, they can be the best years of your life. Don't worry about keeping pace with other people. Oh, that's hard these that's days. That's the big one. Just lean on your experience and focus on what's important to you. It's also important to leave hurtful things in the past. All right. Your 60s and 70s. Remember where your dentures are. <laughs> she says, realize how wise you are. Right. Use that experience to keep moving forward. 70 used to mean you were old, but not anymore, especially from the perspective of 102. There's so much that is still out there for you to look forward to. And in your 80s and 90s. She says, remember, you can still change almost anything you want, except your diaper. <laughs> no, I say that. She would never say that. She's a nice lady. No doubt. Realize your inner child is still there and keep living. Wow. Yeah. 102 and still practicing. That, that's incredible. That is. That's, a, that's insane. I had a doctor at one point, and he was near retirement. God love him. Uh, he went to give me a needle. Uh, and the, it was so shaky. Oh no! <laughs> like like the, the the stuff was squirting out before it got to my arm. I wasn't, and it it wasn't one where you necessarily had to find the vein, but I wasn't sure he'd find my body. <laughs> no way through. Wow. Yeah. Well, I tell you, a lot of doctors, um, and I'm sure you can identify with this as your father was one. But I was listening to uh, talk radio, and the amount of pressure 
from the government and the paperwork and the crap they got to deal with outside of just dealing with their patients mm. is uh, so much for so many of them. A lot of them are just packing it in early. And we've got people who have been going to one doctor their entire lives. Now they've got to find a new one. Right. Some people say they go six, seven, eight years before they can land a new doctor. It's funny because I, obviously, my dad and, and hearing some of his buddies when they are over and have conversations is that they can't get over how the young doctors don't like to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that, you know, there was a time where it was, that was your duty. It was, it was your passion. The, it was your passion. It was what you wanted to do. You were spending time in the hospital. Uh, you're going from patient to patient. Working at the clinics mm -hmm. was a, a thing just to see more people. You're trying to see more people and help more people. Yeah. Uh, and now it's, well, if I can do this by video. Right. <laughs> well, we've gotten spoiled in some ways since COVID. Very much so. And, I mean, they, they make a pretty good living yeah. uh, on each patient they see. So, eh, maybe I'll only see 20 today. Now, do you think it's just an old man kind of thing? Oh, the kids today sort of mentality? Probably a little bit of that. But I think if you go and try and see your doctor, right. you'll find you'll have a very tough time doing it. Yeah. Or finding a, a, a family doctor because many just don't go into that practice. That's right. And they I want think to specialize. They want to, that's where all the money is, right? Yeah. And, I, and maybe perhaps, too, there's a case where, like you, uh, although you didn't follow in your father's footsteps, but there's probably many ch children. Thanks for pointing that out. I've never, I've never been told that. <laughs> that's something I hear all the time. You ended up with me, <laughs> who needs a doctor on a regular basis, both physical and mental. Anyhow, I, maybe there's a lot of children who follow in their parents' footsteps if they were doctors, and maybe they're just not into it as much as their parents were. Right. You know, maybe you wouldn't have been into it as much as your dad was. You know it's a good living. Yeah. You know it's a great road to go down. Right. And maybe that's part of the case. Yeah, you, you, you show up, you get, the, uh, you get the stethoscope, you get the portion, and you're just kind of riding it out from there. Concerts used to be a lot shorter and more low-key until Bruce Springsteen came along and turned them into four- and five-hour spectacles. Right. And he ruined it for everybody, so says Paul McCartney. <laughs> he says, I blame Springsteen. I've told him so. I said, it's your fault, man. We used to do a half an hour. That was the Beatles thing. A half an hour, and we got paid. Well, easy when your songs are two minutes. Yeah. I, uh, when the Sex Pistols did their reunion tour, I can't remember how long ago it was. It was many, many moons ago. They only had, I guess, the two albums, and I saw them at uh, the Bud stage. I guess it was the Molson Amphitheater at that point. And uh, the show was over with Encore in 40 minutes. Wow. Because the... You yeah. know, I, got, I didn't even have a chance to get a second beer in me. Because yeah, right. all the songs are like two minutes and they're so fast. You imagine, though, you pay four or five hundred bucks to see the boss and he's done in 20 minutes now? <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes some of his songs are one song's 20 minutes. That's right. Once he's gone through the babbling of introducing the river <laughs> and then does the river. That would be a Dave Matthews concert. He wouldn't even introduce the band. No. He wouldn't have time. Nope. Uh, so Paul says, uh, of course, shows were a lot shorter in the 60s because there was usually several acts on a bill rather than just a headliner and an opener. Well, people are weighing in on who will win the fight between the Zuck and the Musk. And uh, most people think Musk will take the victory. Now, Zuck's got the uh, the, the Taekwondo or the Jiu-Jitsu or whatever. Yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. But, uh, but they just think Musk with his size and weight. I go back to the Mike Tyson. Everyone's got a plan until you get hit in the face. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, you've had this in the news, but uh, I guess uh, Madonna 
had this uh, serious bacterial infection so much so that she ended up in ICU and on a ventilator. Yeah, intubated. Crazy. Uh, Madonna was rushed to a New York hospital after she was found unresponsive. Her daughter had been with her throughout all of this. Madonna's manager says her health is improving. However, she's still under medical care. A full recovery is expected. She's supposed to kick off a world tour in a couple of weeks, but that's off for now. So we shall see what happens there. Hopefully she uh, she bounces back. Uh, Pete Davidson is pretty open about his struggles with borderline personality disorder and PTSD. He recently checked himself into a rehab facility in Pennsylvania. Friend says it's nothing to worry about since Pete goes for a regular tune-ups and to take a mental break. So that's what's happening. Another source says anyone who knows Pete knows that he's always stepped up to get help when he needs it and he's got a lot of people in his corner who love him and support him he's expected to get out uh, pretty soon mm. have you watched any of that bupkis it's great oh yeah it's uh, i think it's four episodes in it's very very funny mm. um yeah it's it's great and joe pesci is the grandfather it's just terrific <laughs> That's right. uh if you are a fan of community and what a funny great well-written show smart show unique and different that was there has been talk for some time of a uh, community movie. The one thing that was holding it up was Donald Glover, because, of course, he had Atlanta, and he's got a right. musical career. Yes. He's got all sorts of stuff on the go. Well, according to Joel McHale, uh, Donald is in, and uh, now it's all moving forward. They expect the film to be out next summer. The one cast member who will not be included. Chevy? Yeah. Chevy Chase. I thought, and I can't remember now. It's been a while since I watched the show, but I wanna, I wanna believe they, they killed him off. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. watch it. Oh, so great. I heard good things. Yeah, it's on Netflix, I think, hmm. or it was. Anyhow, I'm bouncing back and forth between uh, King of Queens and uh, Cheers <laughs> <laughs> on that uh, Paramount Plus, and. I think they have Will and Grace, so i got to line that up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you got to get this all done in a month, your yeah. free month? I'm going to end up paying for a couple of months. <laughs> well, one I'll forget. Yes. Like I, just re- I was moaning and complaining for the longest time because whenever I would pay my visa, I'd see all these, um, these uh, Amazon charges. Right. And it wasn't like, okay, if it was an $80, I knew it was a purchase, but you know, $12.99. We're not buying anything for $12.99 on mm-hmm. Amazon. So I knew they, it was Prime and it was subscription television, but I was too lazy to go into my account. And to, cancel. To, and, and, or I didn't even know how, really. I just assumed, oh, maybe somebody purchased something, and I don't know, because Maria has, you know, our visas are on the same thing. So it went on like this forever. I'd see it, I'd forget about it, I'd see it, I'd forget about it. And then finally, when Maria was away and I had uh, that week off, I finally went in, and I had like... Stack TV and something else and something else that I must have clicked on once to watch something. Oh, my goodness. It, but that's how they get you. Yeah. Because they know you, you see something and you go, oh, I want to watch that. Oh, it's a month for free. Okay, I'll cancel yeah. at the end of the month. And, and then, even when you look at it, you're like, ah, what's 13 bucks? But when you add it up, like, it's 150 bucks a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm wasting. For a channel I wasn't even watching. Right. But uh, but uh, Paramount Plus, I'm, I'm using that. I'm, I'm, I'm riding that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know if this hack really works, but I'm going to try it the next time I'm on a long flight somewhere. New study found the secret to beating jet lag might be chocolate. Okay. I'm going to take my carry-on just stuffed with chocolate bars. (laughs) Right. Qantas is adding a new 20-hour long-haul flight. I could not imagine. 
Maria was uh, on their flight back from Italy. It was direct, and it was 10 hours. I sat on the plane for six hours down to St. Kitts, and I wanted to jump. Really? Oh, I was so uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know if it was just the seats on this particular flight or not. but Right. God, I can't stand being in a plane for multiple, multiple hours. Yeah. Uh, I think my longest last year was five, I think, Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, it wears on you. At least now you've got options, like for entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Like you, at one point, kids, they put up a projector. Yeah. And that was the movie. Everybody watched Weekend at Bernie's and right. they liked it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I saw actually a really cool photo. This is obviously on a, a, a quite a big airplane that does long hauls. And they, cameraman, uh, takes you through, of course, business class and then economy. And then at the back where uh, their little kitchenette is, um, there's a door that looks like it's just into a closet. You open it up and there's a couple of steps and it goes up into like a sleeping area mm. and a little dining area. And that's for the uh, the staff. Oh, really? To go have a nap. Yeah. Like the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> you need that. Well, I, I never understand, too, how they aren't constantly in jet lag. These, you know, because a lot of them do. Like, like your flight to Denver would have been there, and then they would have turned and brought a crew back. Yeah, but they're not in jet lag because there's no lag. They they don't spend time there. Oh, I guess. Yeah, right? I guess they're back. You never leave your time zone. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I guess of the long haul ones. I guess they probably spend maybe like 24 hours. There must be some downtime. Between, yeah, between flights. We'll spend the night and then go. But yeah, you just try and stay on your your normal time. You often see uh, wait uh, or the uh, the flight attendants, well, basically they're wait staff, but you often see the, the flight attendants, and you can tell the older ones who got into it like decades ago because right. they thought they were going to be seeing the world and then quickly realized they were just seeing hotel rooms <laughs> for uh, 12 hours uh-huh. around the world, and then they realized at some point they're just a waitress in a bad restaurant at 30,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> Have a nice vacation. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Anyhow, uh, so yes, this uh, new 20-hour f- uh, long-haul flight from Sydney to New York is supposed to start happening in 2025. So Qantas partnered with the University of Sydney to figure out how people could avoid jet lag. 23 volunteers were, wore monitors during simulated flights, so researchers could see if things like lighting scenarios and different menu options helped. And they found that when people ate chocolate during their flight, they tended to sleep better on the plane, had fewer if- issues with jet lag after the flight, and also perform better on cognitive tests. Really? They think it might have uh, something to do with just being a comfort food. And because of the same stuff that's in the turkey, makes you settle down. Oh. Tryptophan or whatever yeah. it's called. Tryptophan. Tryptophan yeah. is what it is. Uh, it's just one study, so who knows? Take it with a grain of salt. But uh, maybe try it on your next flight. Hmm. About 18 O'Henry bars. <laughs> Jet lag knows. It's all over. <laughs> There's many of us now that almost all grocery stores, I, I think all of them now, have gone um, bagless. And you got to be carrying around your own reusable shopping bag. I think many of us are still forgetting them at home. I know I'm guilty of this. And I think the grocery industry understands that as well. Because right near the checkout in my local grocery store, they're selling them at 50 cents a piece. Right, yes. So, and that's a great price point because you go... Say you even get halfway to the store. You're like, oh, damn, I forgot my bag. And then you think, ah, it's 50 cents. I'll just buy another one. I'm not yeah. going home for my bag. And I was talking to a, a lady at the uh, checkout yesterday because I had forgotten my bag. And I was buying another one. And she said, you will not believe 
since we went bagless, how many of these we sold. She said, I was talking to the manager about it, and they sold 2400 in the last few weeks. No doubt. At 50 cents a pop. Wow. Meaning they probably pay like a half a penny for each one. You know what I don't like, though, is that, and that's fine, because I'm guilty. I buy, and I need to buy, and I rebuy them, and we'll repurpose them elsewhere if you yep. can or have to. But there were some stores that would leave, like, the cardboard boxes out yep. at the end, and you could use them. And now they take those away, forcing you to yep. buy the bag. That's right. Right? I mean, yep. what, are you, what are you doing with these boxes anyway? It's how I used to move. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the liquor store and ask for boxes. And the liquor store is tight with the boxes now, too. They don't, they won't give them up unless you're buying, in the store, you're buying a bunch of bottles of booze. Oh, really? Then they'll give it to you. But if you're in there... Yeah, like, you could go and ask. Anytime you're moving them. dishes and glassware. Yeah, they give them to you, but no, not now. Really? Well, you know, the LCBO is struggling. <laughs> There's no market. No, no. <laughs> Their market share has That's gone right. down. It's gone way, way down. Um, yeah, so they're, uh, they're, uh, the big item, and I thought to myself, I don't know this for a fact, but I, I think it's true. I'll bet you it's the number one sold thing in grocery stores. Uh, I would say milk is probably still up there. The, the essentials down yeah. the outside walls, milk, bread, butter, and cheese. Uh, Kathy says, rock listener Kathy says that, uh, the Wally Walmart, the number one item sold there is bananas. What? Yeah. I said, is that a fact? And she says, yep. So I'll believe her. <laughs> like gonna, you read it on the internet. It must be, it must true. be true. Maybe she's a manager of uh, Wally. I Who don't knows? know. Anyhow. There's yeah. a lot of options at Walmart. I'm surprised bananas would be number one. I think a lot of people have turned to Walmart for their grocery shopping because the prices are, are, are cheaper. Uh, certainly, the grocery store is, is expensive. I mean, I, I notice every time I go in now, I used to be able to, because I go in every day, I used to be able to... If I was shopping properly, I could whip up a dinner for four right. for like 40 bucks. Now, it's just Maria and I, and it's still costing me 40 bucks. You know what's funny, though? When it comes to these dis- uh, non-disposable bags from grocery stores, I'm kind of a bit of a snob in the sense that, you know, I do most of my shopping because I don't do most of the grocery shopping mm. at home. Adrian does. But every now and then, i got to slip out and pick something up, and I'll do that. Uh, and if I didn't, don't have the bag, if I'm in like the, the cheap budget store, I don't want the bag that's showing that I shop there all the time. <laughs> I want the higher end one. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not advertising no frills. Just Nordstrom. Uh, Nordstrom's. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I want the whole foods bag. Yeah, yeah. You are a snob. It's like when we were kids and I'd hate when my mom would take me to Byway to buy me jeans. <laughs> that's right. And I have to walk through the mall with a Byway bag. <laughs> you're not, not going to reuse that bag <laughs> the next time you go shopping. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Now, my store, there's no name on it. It's oh. just... Oh. Th- this, well, I can say maybe it is. Maybe it's fresh. They haven't gotten around to put the name on maybe. it yet. No, but it's my Metro, and, and I can say it. They advertise here, and they... They don't have a, a name on it? I thought no, it was a bright just, red bag with their name on it's it. It's bright red, but that's all it is. And I think it's because that's their marketing, that color. They want that color to identify that store. Oh. Yeah. I, right. I think so. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm buying up bags of Farm Boy like crazy, and then, <laughs> <laughs> but then you look a little weird when I'm shopping at No Frills. I got yeah. a Farm Boy bag, like, oh, you're down with the rest of us now. Yeah. Thanks for joining the cattle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that I want rice aroni. I don't want to spend seven dollars for it. 
you're walking around with your BMW bag. That's right. <laughs> when you go to like Home Depot or something. Oh, I know. You just got a series oh, of. Just, did this one say Porsche? I didn't notice. I get it confused with this and the Lamborghini. Yeah. Oh, I know. So when I was going back and forth on the Via Rail, they gave me this really nice VIP card with my name on it. Right. And I made sure everybody saw that bad boy. <laughs> I'm showing it to airlines and cabs. What do you want from me? I'm VIP with Via. Before we uh, went to the news, I was uh, teeing up how we're going to live in the Jetsons world. And you know, after making that reference, I thought to myself, well, how many people nowadays would even know that reference in the Jetsons. Right. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, it's because it's one of those cartoons that, and I didn't realize this, I, I looked it up. It only ran for three seasons. Two, it went from 62 to 63, and then it was on the air back again in 85 for a couple of more years. Yeah. And that's it. It like was it, quick. Three years, not, I think 70 episodes in total. The thing was, it ran on repeat on Saturday morning cartoons through all of the 70s and 80s. Right. And uh, so I think there is still um, some young people. I know my guys who are in their 20s would get the reference. It's just interesting that it's one of those cartoons that was not around for very long mm -hmm. and yet still kind of stays in yeah. people's memories, you know? Well, it's almost like the Simpsons predictions, too. Like, we right. love to go back and reference things that the Jetsons did that seemed like they were far off technologies right. that actually we have incorporated. Like there's probably people who watch the Jetsons who are now science scientists now yeah. who are working on those things. Like, you know, go through the pandemic video calls mm -hmm. or something that, you know, oh my God, the Jetsons were watching someone as they talked to them. And yeah. now FaceTime is on your phone. It's a, it's a, it's a normal thing. Yeah. Rather than mm -hmm. just being in the household, personal assistant robots. I mean, we had sushi the other night and robots were bringing it to the table for us. Yeah. Not quite as, you know, intricate as Rosie was, but uh, it's there. Um, they did uh, the smartwatches mm -hmm. that the Jetsons had are now a, a thing that, you know, everyone wears to count their steps. Yeah, and uh, and it's, I, I was trying to figure out, too, so back in the, in the 60s, when did they predict that this would all happen? And it is said that the Jetsons was based in 2062. Yes. So they wanted it to be 100 years out. And we're getting there. <laughs> the clock is ticking. <laughs> Anyhow, one of the things the Jetsons had was a flying car. Yes. Their cars flew, and now we have a legit flying car that could take off out of traffic like a helicopter. Oh. But it's but you see the shape of this thing. you got to look it up. Uh, anyhow, uh, they're calling it a car, and it's a prototype right now. It's a Model A prototype is, is what this company has unveiled. They're taking pre-orders. They say this thing will cost about $300,000. Okay. So you're not getting one for your 16-year-old when he gets his license. Right. Unless you have that kind of money. Uh, if you want to get in line, because people are putting deposits down, pre-orders are going in, uh, you can pay 150 bucks to hold a spot in line. Or if you want to be in the priority queue, you can pay $1,500. Um, it's going to be a while, though, before these things are on the road or above the road. Let me see. I think I heard they were going to test them in two years. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I don't think they'll be you know, in full market production and you'll see them all around. Mm. But, you know, like the electric car, once they start going, it, it turns out very quickly. And there's a lot of those on the road now. I just, I wonder with this technology, what what limits will be put on it? There's got to be an altitude limit. 
You would think. Because you don't want it getting up into the planes category. No. And getting, you know, head-on collision with a with a, a jetliner. Well, there's also a thing called breathing. Right. Um, and probably flying over cities. Like, I, I, I would, you would hope that if, if you're stuck on the gardener, which won't be around probably by the time this all happens. <laughs> but if you were stuck on any road in the city, Lakeshore Boulevard, this thing can just pop up, and hopefully it would just be able to, like, hover over the height of the tallest transport truck. Right. And then supposedly you're able to set down, uh, and you would hope it would have some, uh, what do they call those things that, that uh, stop you from going too fast? Sensors. Sen- sensor or generator or generals or whatever they call those things. They put them in golf carts so people don't drive. Oh, okay. speed yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe they would set it at whatever speed you need to be at uh, for that height. Like a governor, yeah. A governor, that's... that's yeah, uh, yeah I, I would imagine so, because there would have to be limits on where it, it could travel. They, they have mapping technology, of course, yeah. much like the uh, the self-driving cars. They'd be limited in where they could go. Because I've seen, you know, in Oshawa with the scooters, people hmm. losing their flipping minds right. about where these things can go. And we've had accidents and, unfortunately, tragedies as a result of them. You start putting people in flying cars all over the place, it's going to be nuts. I mean, I, I like the idea, and I think it would be amazing. And hopefully, I own one in my lifetime, right. or at least my kids can take me for a drive in theirs. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it'd be there's a lot of things. Like, they probably have to lock the windows. Like, once you take off the windows have to automatically lock and if you're allowed to kind of fly wherever you know how piggish we are people are going to be flicking their cigarette butts into somebody's backyard or dropping their bag of fast food out the window you imagine how passive aggressive you'll be if you're stuck in traffic on the way to the cottage and some guy's flying over top of you in a three hundred thousand dollar (laughs) car it'll happen (laughs) i mean as it is someone goes up the inside lane and when construction's ahead and we got people pulling out and over trying to block their path you have people shooting guns up in the air trying to stop them. Oh, uh, you know, I I didn't uh, I didn't see that ever in my life until we moved to Windsor. It's it's a really bad habit down there, and I used to get so upset with people who would do that. You're not a cop. Right. It's not your job to block anybody. I'd go around them and I'd punch it and kick up the gravel into I've, their cars. I've seen people run people right off the road yeah. to do that. Yeah. To, to block a merge lane. So anyhow, and and and, well, we've gone through this before. It is kind of a a a D move when you know that a lane is ending. Just run right up. It's not a D move. (laughs) It's not a D. It's called zippering, and they do it in Europe all the time. And we are just too chicken poop to do it here. It's not a. If you can go up and pull in without having the guy behind you hit the brakes, it's not a D move. There's still a lane there to drive in. If you want to line up 900 cars back, Lucky, because you're such a saint, I'm you're not, such a saint. I don't want to. I just don't want. If you're sitting right behind me and you want to pull it around me as if your time is more important than mine, I got a problem with that. If I stop you or I try to squeeze in at the last minute and you have to hit and your how brakes, do you know, how do you know the person behind you doesn't hit their brakes? I have a rear view mirror. And you I can you see don't the know distance. if they hit their brakes or I, not. You of can course, see that. Of if, course you got to hit your you, brakes. If you slide in, Lucky, you can see how far back they are. If you can see the bumper of their car, you know you've got left them enough space to slide in. Plus, you're all still moving forward. There'd be no reason for you to hammer either brakes. I know, I know you're a guy who rides your brakes the entire time <laughs> you drive. Left foot on the brake, right foot on the not gas, and you just sit on it. 
Nothing above 60. You're the guy who, when we had a company. I'm not a passive driver. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I've been with you. My grandmother drives more aggressive than you. like every 10,000 kilometers. But likely because it's people like you no. pulling in front of me. i got to slam on my nope. brakes. And you're saying, well, you're behind me. You didn't have to brake. How the hell do you know if I had to brake or not? Lucky, you've driven long enough to know this. If you can see the bottom of their bumper, you're far enough ahead. And I'm not doing that coming up to a red light, so of course you have to slam on your brake. I'm doing it on the 407. I'm not leaving room for you to come in. Well, then you're being more of a jerk. <laughs> you're being a bigger jerk. Because well, plus the thing with construction is it goes so far back. You're trying to tell me that you would line up two kilometers back when there's a two-kilometer no. lane aside you. No, I. but if I'm already in that lane, it's all good. It's when people pull out of that lane to do it. But you're using a lane that's open right. for a stretch of time. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You can, you, you listen, it'll take you eight hours to get home. It'll take me 20 minutes. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.